You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. As we look at our text for today, uh, the one verse that I want to focus on, uh, and and we'll kind of look at a few, but... Uh, Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. As we we hear those words, it it kind of takes us in two directions, and, and one of them Right? It is, it is that um, we need to take time to silence the noise around us. Right? We need to take time to, you know, maybe it's in the morning, right? To get up and uh, in the quietness of our homes, read God's word or spend time in God's word or, or find places where we can be still, where we can separate ourselves from the distractions of this world and hear God speak to us through his word. And that's really important because the, the noise of the world is loud. And, and so to be able to take time away from that is, is, is important, just, even just for our mental sanity. Uh, my, uh, my daughter, Samantha, turned eight yesterday, and she had, a, she had a birthday party, and we invited family, and, and she invited a couple friends, and, and one of the friends that she invited over, uh, her older brother is a friend of, our, uh, of Landon, and so we invited that whole family to come, and, and we saw the kids come in, and, we're like, and, and the mom didn't, and we're like, oh man, I was really hoping that she'd, she'd join us, we'd, we'd love to spend some time with her. But then a little bit later, we looked out and we saw her car sitting there. And I'm like, well, did she sneak in? Did we miss it? Looked again, and there she is sitting in the car. And I'm like, well, maybe she didn't realize that she could come in. So I went out and just knocked on the window and said, hey, you're welcome to come join us if you'd like. And her response was, it's quiet in here. (laughs) And she was right. It was very quiet in her vehicle. And she sat in, she was doing a little bit of work too, but she sat in her vehicle for like an hour. She's like, I'm just going to take in the silence. And then she came and joined the party and it was great. But, right, there is a benefit to just being still and being in the quiet and letting God speak. But that's not all that this, that, that, that God is saying when he says, be still and know that I am God. He's also really encouraging you to let him be God and you just be you, right? Let, let God be God, and you be you. It's very easy for us to want to play the role of God in our lives and in the lives of others around us. It's very easy for me when someone comes into my office or someone comes to me with a concern, a problem, a, a maybe some broken relationships or whatever it is, it's very easy for me to want to fix that. I'm a fixer. That's what I like to do. When my wife comes to me and, 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 and wants to talk about things, she usually, though, doesn't want me to fix it. Right? Husbands, just FYI, uh, so often when our wives come to us, it's, 
because they just want someone to, to listen. Right? But, but it's very easy for me to turn my fix-it mode on and try and fix things, to, to play God rather than just being still and listening. Right? It's, it's easy for us to want to, to play the, the Savior in the roles of our, uh, of our families, in, our, in, in, in the roles of, of those around us. It's very easy, kind of like we talked last week, to be like Simba, right, who gets backed in a corner uh, and, and wants to try and play Savior, and so he lets out his mighty roar that came off as like a little, right, and it, it wasn't, and that little mighty roar was powerless against the, the laughing hyenas, the, the powers of the world, but it wasn't until his father, till Simba came and gave his mighty roar that the powers of this world actually became powerless against our powerful Lufasa, but our powerful, for us, our powerful, mighty fortress, our God. And so, in this, right, be still and know that I am God. God is calling us to let God be God and, and you be you. And so then what, is it, what does it look like for you to be you? What is God calling us to? Well, we we take a few steps backwards into Psalm 46. We go back to verse 8. It says, come behold the works of the Lord. So one of, one of the callings for us to be us is to, to behold the, God's works, to just watch as He does great things, to look back on history and see how He has done great things, to look in our lives today to see how He is doing great things and to look into the future to see the promises that He is preparing for us, the good things that He is going to be doing. And so what were those works for Israel? What did the the psalmist write as the the works of the Lord, as he encouraged the people of Israel to behold the works of the Lord? He said, come behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and He shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. So uh, this is, again, even for the Israelites, both what has happened, but also looking ahead to the last day when all wars will cease, when all bows will be shattered, uh, broken, and spears shattered. And then that's when God speaks. He says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then we get a phrase that was said earlier in Psalm 46, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then there's this little words, Selah, that uh, somebody asked me about last week. Like, you know, you, we see it up there, but you never say it. What, what is Selah? Uh, and honestly, scholars don't really know what it is. Uh, it, it's, it's a word that's only found in the book of Hebrews. Uh, it, it's just um, transliterated. Uh, so we, did, we just take the Hebrew words and give them English letters. Uh, so it's Selah, and some people think it's maybe a musical interlude or just time to take a pause and kind of digest what you've just read, but it's not really, it doesn't really have any translation value for us that we know, and so I usually just skip over it when I read, but it does give us a, a chance to just pause. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. But again, we go back and we see, come, behold, the works of the Lord. And we just saw what the psalmist wrote, what, what he wanted the Israelites to behold, what he wanted them to remember God's works and to look forward for God's works. 
But if you were to write the, the rest of Psalm 46, if you were to speak into your families and into your communities about what are the works of the Lord, how would you finish Psalm 46? What works has God done in your life? What works have you seen Him do in the life of the world? Like I said, you, I wanted all of you to have one of these get connected sheets. The backside is empty. So I'll pull these out, turn them over, grab a pen or a pencil, and I want you to write the end of Psalm, your Psalm 46. There's some pencils in the pews if you didn't come prepared, uh, like, you know, I know sometimes y'all have like 42 pens in your purses. Um, I never have a pen with me, so there's some. But how would you finish Psalm 46? Come behold the works of the Lord. I'm giving you 30 seconds right now. Write out the end of your Psalm 46 for your families and your communities. If you want to work in pairs, that's great. Pair share. But take some time now, finish out Psalm 46 for your families and communities. So you can keep working on that as we go, but here's how I would finish that, right? Come behold the works of the Lord. He, he came to us in flesh. He took our sins, he took my sins onto the cross, and then he took those sins into the grave, and then he overcame the powers of this world, overcame sin, death, and the devil as he rose again from the dead on the third day. Come, behold the works of the Lord who comes to us today with his very body and blood given and shed for you and for me, for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Come, behold the works of the Lord who is so incredibly powerful, yet comes to us each individually and hears us each individually as, as we lift our prayers to him and he answers each and every one of them. Come, behold the works of the Lord. And one of my favorite parts of, uh, of, of what God does is, is, is His love for us each individually. Right? It could be very easy for Him to just be this big, far-off God that likes those people down there enough. But no, He loves each and every one of us and knows each and every one of us very personally. And through the works of Jesus, even though we, were, we should be separated from God forever, even though our unholiness should make it impossible for us to be near God, right, through Jesus we are connected to God. We are brought back to God. So as we right, let God be God and us be us, that's another thing is that we are connected to God through Jesus. 
this school year at Trinity, as, uh, as we get ready for that, we've, um, we're, we're going to be focusing on John 15, uh, especially verse 5, but let me read some verses there. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right, that word abide, or if you're used to the, the NIV version, remain. In those two, last two verses, that word comes up four different times. It comes up like eight times in that whole section. We didn't read all of it today, but right, such an important way for us to let God be God and us be us is to abide to remain connected to Jesus. And Trinity, that's one of our, our desires, is to help you stay connected to Jesus, help you get connected to Jesus, help you grow in your connection with Jesus. And so again, back to the sheet. On the other side, the side that actually has printing on it, um, we're going to take some time right now to look through this and to look at ways that you could get more connected to Jesus. Uh, and, and so, uh, we're going to fill these out in right now, and we're going to do something that we haven't done in three years. We're going to pass the plate, right? And, and, and we want you to put these in there or something, right? Maybe it's this, maybe it's a 50. I don't know. what. No, uh, these, right? These in there right, as we, as we find ways. And so what this is, is a number of different opportunities for you to get connected to Jesus here at Trinity, or grow in your connection. Uh, as we look at these, if you check a box, you're not signing up for a lifetime of service. It's a, I would like more information about kind of box checking. And so maybe you want more information about Bible studies. Uh, some of them that we have at Trinity, toddling to Jesus, Sunday school, confirmation, uh, parenting on purpose, which is uh, going to be starting this fall. It's not, I don't like calling it a parenting class, uh, but, but a, a way to grow in, in our parenting as we try and connect our children to Jesus. Uh, Foundations Bible class, that's the one that I talked about that uh, I mainly teach, but um, that's going to be going through uh, the, the tree of life over the next 10 weeks. Um, Dan Henschen's Bible class that picks a book of the Bible and they just walk through it. Um, the Monday morning men's group that usually takes Sunday morning's text uh, or, or the texts for the week, and they walk through that on Monday morning as they eat breakfast. Um, Vicar Rathke's Wednesday group, that, or Wednesday class that's going to be starting up later this fall, that again, they walk through uh, a book of the Bible, or Bibles and Brews, that's again uh, once a month. Uh, it'll be Tuesday the 22nd where we go to the 505 and we, we dive into uh, this text a little bit more. Uh, or maybe you want to get connected through life groups, junior high youth group, high school youth group, college group, uh, Wednesday night men's basketball, uh, women's circles that they do, and they do fellowship, they do service projects, they do, uh, they, they study God's word, uh, so it's, it's a great way to get connected there. Uh, maybe serve through quilting or sewing or helping to provide during the funeral, for funeral dinners. Maybe there's uh, desire for fellowship, so maybe the prayer, praise, and pitch night. 
Maybe you're interested in what, what the Comfort Dog team is and how you could get connected to that. Uh, or maybe you're looking for ways that you can serve in worship because sometimes um, some of us it, sitting isn't how we connect best. But if we can be up and, and serving, uh, maybe that's how you get connected. So through choir, bell choir, our praise band, uh, greeters, ushers, tech booth. Maybe you're interested in more information about leadership on one of our boards or councils or, or to volunteer in our school or our early childhood center. Um, these are not exhaustive. Um, we had some other people uh, I know last night who wrote down that they mow the lawns. Like, there's other ways to get connected and serve. Um, but these last two that are on here are things that we've done in the past um, that we're going to bring back. I think it was called Build the Body or something a number of years ago. Uh, at my last congregation in Michigan, we called it Dinners for Eight. Um, but it's, it's an opportunity for individuals to gather together around food and just get to know people, right? Get, you might get connected with somebody from 6 o'clock or from 8 o'clock that you've never seen before. Uh, but but uh, I know some families were telling me that, that when they did that, they met people that they now have like lifelong friendships with just because they had one dinner together. Um, but, but maybe you want to host one of those. And what that means is you're interested in just letting people come to your house on a night, have dinner, and go home. Or maybe you just want to participate. You want to go to somebody's house, have dinner, and go home. Uh, and, and we'll put you in groups, and then we'll mix you up and put you in different groups, and then we'll mix you up and put you in different groups. Uh, so, so take a moment. Hopefully you were doing this as I was going through. Check something. Put your name in, a contact piece of information in, um, and then the ushers are going to come forward, and I'll invite you now um, to come forward. They're gonna, we're going to pass the plates around, fold those up, Put them in the plate, and we'll, we'll get, then someone will be reaching out to you with more information. Again, you're not signing up for a lifetime of service, but, but asking for more information about that. So, as they do that, you just pass it on. I know we're not used to this. What, what do we do, right? But as they do that, um, I, I, I just want us to remember the words of God through the psalmist. Be still and know that I am God. Right? Let God be God and you be you. And how, how do you be you? Right? Come, behold the works of the Lord. Remain in me and I in you. We, we, we gather to see God's goodness in our lives. We gather to see God's goodness in the, in the world and see his plan for, for that new creation. And we also continue to remain in him as he remains in us. So be still and know that I am God. Amen? Amen. Amen.